A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists Presents, hypothetically speaking, a Marvel What If podcast. Episode I'm, six. Oh, I stepped over you. He still is. I apologize. I just turned into Giant Man and just stepped over you. <laughs> As if. <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, you know, we, we try, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, before we get into, look, you say it again, Eddie. I, you know, I stepped over you. Episode six. What happens, Eddie? Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Wait, I thought, that, I thought it was Return of the Jedi Episode 6. Oops. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> You're in the anyway. wrong universe. I mean, it's Disney. They'll find a way to, you know... Uh, Mash up. Yeah, pretty much, you know, with the uh, Fernum Schnavitz and all that good stuff. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about, again, Eddie... He's Peter Melnick. Well, no, I was talking about what we're going to be talking about, you dumbling. Oh, Killmonger, an American soldier, rescues Tony Stark when his Humvee is attacked in Afghanistan. Yes, all that. But before we get into talking about all that, we want to tell you all at home, hang get a hold of us on them, our social meteors. Ooh, I, Look in the sky. Yeah. It's a meteor. It's a bird. It's oh. the distinguished competition. No. Anyway, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at The Marvelists. Twitter and Instagram for myself at Peter Melnick. TikTok at Peter Melnick, but better. You can also find Eddie Wilson on social media. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. Instagram at Eddie nine one nine three, and of course, stand by the usual, the one it all started, where it all began. Facebook. Stand by me. Is that the Ba-da-da. Benny King version or? Yeah, I like that one. John Lennon version. I go with or? the Benny King one. Okay. Although fine. the John Lennon one is kind of based upon the uh, Benny King one a little bit. You know, I was listening to it not too long. Benny's ago. got more bass than John. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Okay. But anyway, you can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms: TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among many others. You can also listen to us on a wide variety of iTunes. Yes, so many iTunes. You can listen to it on your computer. You can listen to it on your phone. You can listen to it on your iPad. Any of it. But anyway, rate, review, subscribe, five star if you're ever so inclined. Broken ice cream machines, dead, beaten horse jokes, among many, many other things. <laughs> that was a horse. Didn't really. Well, that one's like not it. dead, no. so there. Yeah, it sounded like it was. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash. The Marvelists. For as little as $3 a month to as much as... That that horse is dead, too. You can help support the show. Yes, for $3 up... Or for $3, there we go. Easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. $3, you get early access to episodes and our undying love, gratitude, and affection. For $5, you get all of that from the $3 tier, as well as, well... 24 hours. Tw- well, no, that was the $3 tier. Whoops. But you also get extra love and affection. That's, you know, double. But you also get even more content. You get the Fantastic Voyage, where we cover all 102 issues, plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus whatever our little hearts desire, involving Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's legendary, iconic, and even... Fantastic. ...run of... The Fantastic Four. It's only appropriate because this is the 60th anniversary of Marvel's first family. You can also listen to our bonus show, the secondary one, where it is bi-monthly. It is called... You haven't read that? Where we talk about 
comic books Eddie Wilson has never read before until that recording session. In October, we're going to be going into full-on spooky season doing The Walking Dead and Marvel Zombies. So Eddie's going to be reading six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven comic books mm-hmm. issues in one sitting. He will not go to the bathroom. He will have plenty of beverages. It will be a will test. Now that's okay. scary. Ladies and gentlemen, you haven't read that sponsored by Adult Diapers. Eddie's going to have to go make make pee pee. And your favorite cleaning product. Because <laughs> Lord knows we'll need it. We're going to be. What are we going to be using? A uh, pine saw. That's a good start, yeah. Mister Clean. Maybe. Also help support the show by buying a T-shirt at... The Marvelists. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing around with that one. No, sure you are. Below the collar. Below, under. Below the collar.com slash... The Marvelists. And yeah, buy the uh, Dad Joke Immune T-shirt because God willing, if you've made it this far, you are in fact... Dad Dad Joke Joke Immune. immune. Finally, we got it right on the first go around. Hell yes. well, Well, whatever. Anyway. One in a row. Watching this episode of What If I Did Not Go Oh Hell Yes because it was... It was more like, oh, hell no, and no, and no again, because a lot of people died, I think. That went dark. It did, yeah. several several times. You know, Eddie, huh? A lot, you know, I've been getting a lot of uh, alarming news lately. You know, I get alarmed a lot when I read the newspaper. Or, or, or the, when you wake up in the morning? Yeah, I notice in the obituaries, people are dying in alphabetical order. <laughs> R.I.P. Norm MacDonald for that one. Anyway. Wow. Okay. But one yes. of his jokes. I love that joke. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this episode of What If uh, had more involvement and visual of the Watcher that we've seen before. I think. Would you say I don't? I think yes. it was more in the uh, other one. The, mm. the uh, what are you? The who's a what's? You know, with the Fernand Schnevitz. The uh, what's it called? The uh, Avengers and their bad guys or some happy horse shit. I I noticed it more in this one than perhaps in the beginning. You see him speaking, narrating. Of course, the white eyes, not just a interstellar being that stars intergalactic planetary exactly right but we see that and we see at least one shot of him sort of in the background but taking up most of the background as the action is unfolding or the story is unfolding in a different direction so yeah see for myself um one of my biggest grievances with some of these episodes are the vocal performances of some of the uh, voice actors on this because you can tell when someone is a straight-up voice actor versus someone that is just, you know, eh, I'm going to do it, you know, collect that paycheck. Collect the right. And it's there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. But you can tell when someone is absolutely phoning it in. And I feel like the person who did the voice of Killmonger, and I'm currently looking up on my handy-dandy technological device who that is that plays Killmonger. So it wasn't the I don't think it was Michael B. Mm-hmm. Jordan. Mm-mm-mm. But let's see. So the article is, which MCU actors have returned? Oh, it is Michael B. Jordan. Ta-da! I'll be completely honest, for at least one-fourth of the performance was very phoned in and very stilted in terms of his performance. And of his? Okay. Yeah, it just it came off as very wooden to me, and I, didn't, I really didn't care for that. Although I loved seeing, first off, the acknowledgement of the character of that version, Michael B. Jordan's portrayal of Killmonger, being an anime fan where he's trying to make the uh, suits into Gundams and mm. it's also a reference to the fact that when you see the Killmonger outfit with the uh, blue and the yellow and the white that's supposed to be Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z oh okay so seeing that costume I'm like ah oh, that's funny that you know they're further further hammering home the fact he's a weeaboo and I love it <laughs> I absolutely love it and 
again, also in this episode, we have the returns of John Favreau as Happy Hogan, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Black Panther, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda, uh, Denai uh, Guria, apologies for the uh, butchering of the name, as Okoye. And ladies and gentlemen, the circus is in town. Yes, the circus is back. Andy Circus portrays the role of Ulysses Claw once mm-hmm. again. We have Don Cheadle as Rhodey. We have Paul Bettany as Jarvis. We have Le- Leslie Bibb as Christine Everhart and John Connie as T'Chaka. And again, nine out of ten of the performances were solid. I do go with Killmonger being the most wooden of them all, but I digress. But I don't know about wooden altogether. There were some spots where it did feel- I was trying to identify. I'm like, yeah, this still, is still Michael B. Jordan. Yes, I think it is. Well, it didn't quite sound like him in this spot. But- I, I hate saying it, but I knew it was him the second I heard him talk because yeah. it was so wooden and just not caring compared to a live action role. Mm-hmm. Whereas actors like Andy Serkis, Andy is known for doing voiceover work. He's the guy responsible for being Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies and The Hobbit, the J.R.R. Tolkien universe. Mm -hmm. And being able to see him chew the visual scenery in this episode, I loved seeing him come back for this role. And I hope, you know... Did did Claw die in Black Panther, or am I misremembering? Yes, he did. I was that was one of my points of saying poor Claw. He wound up dying the same way by the same person. I hope they by find the a same way, method. Well, I hope they find a way to bring him back because I absolutely love Claw in there. They and didn't alter it from the movie to this. It's same thing. Poor Claw. Well, no I, change here. I like how it is one of those like well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Even in this universe. I thought that was a nice okay. little touch. Yeah, although the setup was to the Watcher saying uh, this, the Stark, Tony Stark rescue saves the man, but a hero is lost. And by the same token, you know, we don't, so we don't get Iron Man in this, but we also don't get the Iron Monger because he is thwarted by Killmonger and, you know, sent away, put away, whatever. To be completely honest, some of the uh, voice actors in this also, the ones that were not the ones, the original actors, the one who was playing uh, Obadiah Stane, mm-hmm. he did a really bad Jeff Bridges. <laughs> like, when I'm listening, like, oh, that is definitely not Jeff Bridges. Well, right. As well, for the most part, as the one playing Tony Stark. Uh, there were parts, mm-hmm. it just felt a little wonky. Like, he was trying way too hard to reach that to- uh, Robert Downey Jr. degree. Well, to me, it was not getting caught up too much in, no, it's not our DJ. But, yes, these are the lines that he said. This is what went through that we would know from no, the movies. I get, I get that, so, but when you hear a bad voice acting thing, it kind of takes you out of it. It's just like, oh. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, as somebody, you know, who's heavily into animation and seeing some of this stuff, you're just like, eh. That's why, as much as I've attempted over and over, it's hard for me to get in some of the uh, animated Star Wars stuff. Because there's things like the Clone Wars where you don't have Frank Oz portraying the role of Yoda. Instead, you have the other guy who's like the voiceover guy for the Oscars, and it sounds... <laughs> it, it's literally the equivalent of that meme of, Mom, can we have Yoda? We have Yoda at home. The Yoda at home. And it's like the store brand version of it. It's just <laughs> really crappy. So more power to you if you like that stuff. I've attempted time and time again. I just can't get in. Even if the story's great, I don't care. But... Voice acting can kind of hinder something for me with this. Yeah, okay. And something that I've noticed in a lot of these what-ifs lately, you get to the halfway point in the episode, and this one, I was fine with most of it. You know, the put the vocal performances to the side a little bit because, again, 
Michael B. Jordan did get better as the episode progressed. I did like that a lot. But the thing I noticed about this that just kept rubbing... You know, it's been happening with a few episodes in this series. Halfway point, I kind of get it disinterested in the episode. I don't know. I think in the character development of Killmonger in this What If episode... You know, you're kind of not sure how to take him, I, I, but I you, because it. you know him from the movie, how he is. But yet, as it develops and gets to the halfway point or so, you're seeing him not being as good as, oh, he rescued Tony Stark. I, and, I equated know. him as being the son for a Tony Stark. The whole, you know, he's bringing him in under his wing as his kid, essentially, helping. like Kind of like the relationship he has with Peter Parker, where he's a mentor to this person. And while, you know, they're... Adults, he's still taking him under his wing. I noticed a little bit of that, and I enjoyed that. I yeah, for what it was, but it turns into a shoulder wound that kills Tony Stark with, with that with that spear. No jumping off of waterfalls for the, this uh, Butch Cassidy and the oh, Sundance Kid. No, 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 because the killing starts not too far into the uh, into the episode between what Rhodey getting killed and Jarvis getting wiped clean. And when you saw uh, Rhodey show up, be honest. Was there a small part of you that was thinking to yourself? Are they going to go with uh, the other actor instead of uh, um, Don Cheadle? How, um, I'm trying to remember his name Lawrence, right now. Lawrence, yeah, Empire. Terrence oh, Howard. Terrence yeah. Howard. Thank you. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, mm. are they going? And because you see him shadowed for a second, like he's about to walk into the scene, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, oh, it's no. I, I it's don't know. Maybe it's the it's the roadie that you know or have seen the most it's, it's in the Thanos, Marvel movies. It's Thanos Survivor slash. Donald Duck himself, <laughs> Terrence or uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, by the way, does play the voice of Donald Duck. Fun fact. Okay. On the uh, Ducktales animated series nowadays, uh-huh. or formerly that show ended. One of these days, I'll. Okay. Well, it's on the award-winning Disney Plus, so be sure to check it out. <laughs> we do have that ability. Yeah, exactly. Featuring performances such as Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale. Yes. But I would also say in this episode. The biggest strength, though, was the reliance on the callbacks to what we know of the main story itself. And I also enjoyed something that they took out of the opening in the uh, the Humvee scene. Took and out of it. Go ahead. When they're doing the whole photo of like, oh, peace, peace. You know, I'd yeah. be out of a job if it wasn't for peace. Throw up the peace sign, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I loved was they removed a line, and it was so damn dated. When you watch the movie, when was the last time you watched Iron Man, by the way? It was quite a while, but... Was it for the show? Because I feel like it was. If it was on okay. one of the TV networks and I would and I saw it, then I would have been on, so yeah. His line about MySpace always makes me laugh because that is the most dated joke of all. Oh, all right. Because it puts you in a time and place. 2006, 2007, 2008, MySpace is on top of the world. Facebook is, you know, starting to build traction, but not really. Mm-hmm. But the MySpace line, you're just like... Oh, yeah, those were the days. <laughs> I was totally un- unaware of MySpace. MySpace was fine. In that. The, the thing was, it wasn't totally the greatest social media platform. It Everything fa- the, everything that you do with MySpace, or Facebook was originally done on MySpace in a different, more haphazard kind of uh, style. Mm-hmm. And then it just died off because Facebook had a much more streamlined approach. There you go. I don't use it anymore. Facebook sucks. But (laughs) it's a terrible platform. But one of the things, like I said, was these episodes take what we know and also, again, streamline them, fix them up. 
And that again, that line, that removal of the MySpace line is one of those examples for myself. And you've, I imagine you've noticed certain things like, oh, what would it be like if it was done but better? Like improving upon it. Kind of like, spoilers if you have not seen it yet, but Shang-Chi, where, again, I'm going to give you five seconds. Five, mm-hmm. four, where? three, two, one. Trevor Slattery, the original quote-unquote Mandarin, they retconned everything to make it seem like, oh, they fixed everything. You can find a way to correct a mistake in a future work and improve upon it. I like that. Okay. And have you noticed have you noticed that in certain elements in these what ifs? N- well, I am tending to think yes, but I can't think of any specifics at the moment. So yeah. So yeah, indeed. Eddie? Okay. <laughs> so Again, about the midway point of this episode, and Pepper is getting suspicious, and the U.S. military has taken over Stark Industries. We're caught in a trap. Yeah. And uh, congratulations, Lieutenant. You just invented 21st century warfare. That going, of course, to Killmonger. And and then we see Claw and Killmonger going to Wakanda, full of surprises. And again, Claw dies by gunshot, <laughs> administered by Killmonger. I'm I'm just, just yeah. When it comes to these what-if worlds, do you think an Avengers exists in this under a different lineup? It's quite possible, and I can't see why it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, just, you know, no Iron Man in there for sure. We don't. Are you sure you know, about that? I am sure, at least in this point in, the ti- no, in this Eddie. timeline. Sir, you are Eddie. Then Killmonger sways Wakanda to his side as into Avenge. T'Challa. Avenge me! There you go. I will never... Oh, God, I can't wait for that movie. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I I, I love the ending of this episode in regards to the element of all hell breaks loose. Like, yeah, we're just going to blow up Wakanda. You know, does like, the line... The line that really got me was Wakanda's a country that no one can find on a map. Yeah, well, they won't need to worry about that in a few minutes. Yeah. Just really dark. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And it was great how the remote uh, controlling of the drones was working from Nevada all the way to, to Wakanda. Uh, but, you know, whether it's... Nevada, lo- Wakanda. Lowering the shields, raising them up again. The drones are powered down, and Killmonger has a remote for the drones. Uh, and then saying Stark was a villain. Um, and then what do you call it? Oh, and that's where I had said, too, after the fighting was all over and you had an open scene, you saw the Watcher... In the frame, kind of like looming there. He was just as if he was the sunset you were headed towards, but just bigger than life. Um, and and here we have now, what, T'Chaka administering the herb for Killmonger to become the next Black Panther. And, and then you see him meet all the kitties. Yeah, all the kitties are in, and one comes down, and it is T'Challa, and only only you can avenge Tony Stark. That and only that, you can prevent forest fires. That's right. That G.I. Joe. That was, I thought, in a red, white, and blue Uncle Sam-esque-like poster that you quickly saw in a, in a scene. Sure. You recall seeing that uh, that sign? Well, based on my reaction, no. <sighs> yeah, only you can avenge Tony Stark. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, I did. Because then mm-hmm. also, only you can, and then they put in red, you avenge Tony Stark. You avenge Tony Stark telling you. Yep. That's good graphic design. I like stuff like that. Yeah. And the end, the ending scene where I, you know, this like any other or most other episodes could have gone on further, 
but we have, and her, her name escapes me, you know, T'Challa's sister, Shuri. Shuri and Penny, you know, on the same page, realizing... Wait, ca- Penny, the one from Inspector Gadget? Do, 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 do. Anyway. Pepper. I write, I write Penny, and it's Pepper. Are in, engaged in conversation on how they realize Killmonger is at the core of this, and now it's time to, you know, respond, take him down, and it stops there. With the, with a little bit of couple of lines from the Watcher, but oh, something about hero not being never forgotten, and others will carry the continue the fight. Heroes are never forgotten. Thank you. No, I, I don't know if that's the actual quote, but like that's that's what it's essentially meaning. Yeah. One of the other things in this episode, again, what I like about the Marvel universe are the Easter eggs and the little things that the average viewer might not notice unless you know you have a really much, pun intended, Hawkeye for this kind of thing. By the way, the Hawkeye trailer. Yeah. Ah, great shit. Whoa. We will talk about that at the very end of this episode. But if you've got a Hawkeye, <laughs> the Wakandan letters on the casket for T'Challa, do you know what it says? Wakanda forever. Oh, there you are. Somebody yeah. pointed that out on Reddit. And that was another point of Killmonger saying that a couple of times, at least, and trying to get my head wrapped around him saying that, as opposed to the movie so that was a little an adjustment too. And I'm saying he doesn't really mean that. And then also, you know, what I liked about this version of Killmonger is he's essentially playing. He's he's like uh, what's his name, the one of the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, in that he's playing both sides of the same coin. You know, just playing around like trying to get both sides to fight, and he's he's an inside agent for both. Mm, okay, I, I I like that. Well, I don't know the show except well, for fine. what was it, Danny DeVito? And oh, it's a good show. Okay, it's messed up. I like to equate it as Seinfeld on crack. Okay, otherwise I was going to go with Harvey Two Face. Nope. Yeah, sure. And by the way, somebody also pointed out on Reddit because now I'm just you know browsing the uh, Marvel Studios subreddit. Tony Stark has yet to survive an episode. <laughs> I feel like in a way they're like. First off, it's not what if unless someone dies horrifically and tragically. Second, I feel like they did approach Robert Downey Jr. and just said, hey, man, we'd love to have you involved. And he, pro- he probably politely declined. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Kill him. <laughs> it's that over and over and over. And I love that. I think it's one of the funniest things about this series so far. Let's find as many ways as humanly possible to kill off Robert Downey Jr.'s iconic Iron Man. And it's it's very, like, it's not petty, but it is so damn petty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Tom or the Heartbreakers. Yeah, I know. I know. But I think overall with, with his character, there's still, you know, we had Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man for 11 years. That's an impressive run of a character. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, I feel like we didn't get Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man to the best of his ability. Like, there was still a lot missing. And, you know, like, we have him in a handful, like, not a handful. He was in many things, but he was only starting to truly hit his stride in the character towards the end. And it's like, well, now I'm piecing out. Oh, oh. I I don't know. It's It's like, you know, you're working with somebody and they're, like, doing an amazing job right before they leave. Like, oh, cool. Thanks. 
That's going out on top, perhaps. Yeah, evidently. Mm-hmm. But just half-assing the, re- the the beginning part, at least. You know, well, see you later. You don't full-ass, you half-ass. Kind of skating your way through it. And yeah. but that, Treading again, water, yeah. That's what I do love about the what-ifs, is that extend extending the life of some of these characters. And while we're not getting a great voiceover portrayal of Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark, we're still getting a continuation, albeit in a different universe. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. And... I think that's going to wrap up our discussion of this episode, but because, you know, we teased it a little bit at the very end just now. Hawkeye trailer. Oh, by the way, this episode of What If? Not the strongest, but I did like seeing more of a focus again on Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger. I liked seeing more of it. And they're really good at teasing something. Oh, are they going to make Killmonger a good guy in this episode yeah, finally? But and then they didn't. Nope. And I'm like, oh, oh, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good at that. They're really good at making you think like, oh, you're telling me there's a chance? You're like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. You're just like, yeah. oh, you're telling so me there's a chance? saying there's a chance. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like that. I like it's It's a bait and switch, but it's not. But it is, if that makes sense. No, it does. And it's like, yeah, we, we make you think it's going to be this way, but we're taking it back from you. Yeah. It's literally the equivalent of taking a dollar bill, putting it on the end of a fishing uh, hook, throwing it into the street, and all someone grabs it. Oh, no, no, no. Or you could be like Chris Chan, because I'm going to make that reference on this show, and throw a heart on a string in front of you. Disgusting, I know. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. Overall, I thought the episode was okay at best. I liked the zombies one so much more. <laughs> Maybe because it was very suspenseful. Whereas this one is just like, hey, he's not dead. But who will be next? Maybe you yeah. weren't sure. When the the war scene was going on, I thought we'd see more of the uh, recognizable Wakandan characters die. But they didn't. Their, their vibranium spears did a good job on those... Uh, Robots. <laughs> I appreciate that you're, the usage of robots, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I liked what I I liked the episode as much as I could. But again, these episodes are guilty of that halfway point for me, where I just tune out halfway through. That happened with the Doctor Strange episode, where I'm just like, "Yep, I'm watching an episode. It's not really all cl- uh, clicking right now because I'm that disinterested." Mm-hmm. But I feel like you need a hook to get the audience staying on, and like this, this needed it. We need to get the help of Peter Pan. He's got the hook. He knows a connection. <sighs> Dustin Hoffman. Hook. I, I got the reference, Eddie. Good. Somebody's got to get it. Oh, may may get as well it. be you. Why I wanna? Now, in regards to. The Hawkeye trailer that we had talked. Oh, and Eddie, you didn't give your thoughts on the episode. I like thought I... it. <laughs> I thought it was an enjoyable episode for its content, um, you know, not brooding, but dark and, you know, on a, on a downturn like that because they're not all happy. They very are. I don't mean any other happy other than the emotional feeling you get from them. Or Hogan. Exactly. Right. So I don't know if I have a favorite overall, really. And I don't know that it is zombies. For me, zombies was the strongest. There's just something about that kind of story. I maybe just, maybe I, it's the horror dork in me. I don't know. Maybe uh, just starting off with 
Haley Atwell's character becoming Captain the uh, Cap- Carter. Yeah, Captain Carter. I can see that. That might be it my uh, my fave. Mm-hmm. So you literally start with the first episode. I, that's the yeah. only one I like. <laughs> and not the many deaths of uh, Christine. <laughs> not quite. No. Although the the uh, Star Lord T'Challa. T- to Char Lord is like one of my favorite ones, and it's not just because of the bias, obviously, of being a Star Lord fan. But mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was it was a good episode, well structured. But whatever. So now, the show that, to be completely honest, I've been you know subtly the most excited for is Hawkeye, and I you know reading the uh, twenty twelve Matt Fraction run has gotten me hyped for a long time. And obviously, I knew it wasn't going to... Like, watching the trailer alone, I knew it was not going to be tonally the same as the source material. I get that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Make it your own thing. And making it their own thing, they most certainly are doing right now. Because I'm watching that trailer, and the second I hear, it's the most wonderful time of the year, I'm thinking of school supply shopping and going to Staples. No. I'm hoping Andy Williams is still, or whatever, getting royalties. Oh, no, he's rolling in his grave now because... You know what I mean. From hearing me sing, I mean. But... Well, that would be me, too, if I, you know, even beforehand. Do you want to go to a cemetery again, Eddie? Uh, I've been. I will be. I'm I'm sure. But... It's my season. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. But in regards to the usage of the music... The saying the tone of the Christmassy kind of thing. Well, it's a Christmas set movie now, you know. It's not a movie; it's a show. But that, that too. I love that they're doing that. I think it's such a neat idea. It's like you're taking a character that is not a favorite of mine, but he's in a lot of great stuff that I do like. So it's like, oh shit! And then you're throwing my one of my favorite holidays. Like I can't get enough of that. Like that's I feel like they tailor made this for me. Moon Knight, I can't wait for. I'm really hyped for that. But this, I feel, is going to be my show. Well, okay, you own it then. Uh, evidently, I, when I when a blue, when a bootleg Blu-ray comes out, I will totally not buy it immediately. Wink, wink, nudge, mm. nudge, say no more. Honk, honk. Mm-hmm. Add a boy, Eddie. Add a boy. May as well. Now, I, I love the trailer, and I thought it was great seeing uh, the actress whose name I don't rem- Haley Steinfeld, I believe Haley Steinfeld, who was the voice of Spider-Gwen in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh-huh. as well as the lead actress in the Terminator's movie Bumblebee, which, by the way, really good, and I cannot recommend that enough. Eddie, Transformers. Did you, yeah, did you see Bumblebee? You said Terminators. Oh, did I? Oh! I, I actually, I did. What? Did you, well, you're an 80s guy. What did you think of it? I like. I enjoyed it. i not too Transformer um, but background it's soft, knowledgeable. It's but a it's, soft reboot, and it's an easy way to get you in. Yeah, it is. And I would say... They got somebody really good in the form of her. Like, she is a phenomenal actress. She will knock this shit out of the park. She's going to, you know, she's going to get a bullseye. Ha, ha, ha. All right, just appropriate. Yeah, I guess. But I'm hyped for this uh, this uh, series, and it's kind of funny because, like, look how much stuff we're going to be getting in the next few months. I think that's a November release, correct? I think so, yes. So where is this going to um, lead into... Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel was supposed to come out at the end of the year. These November. Ti- it's November twenty fourth. Yeah. These time, like, I'm. I want to make the joke from uh, Deadpool, but like, these timelines really are so confusing because Ms. Marvel was supposed to be a late twenty twenty one release. That's not going to happen. Obviously, there's no way it's going to happen. Quite frankly, somewhere 
in the annals of time. The annals of time. We'll yes. play the so- the devils. We'll play the song by the Chambers Brothers. Time has come today. Because of all the time, it would be something I don't know. A lot of time songs we can we can do this. Morris Day and the yes, I agree. Yes, Jungle Boogie or Jungle Jungle Love. O e o e o. Do you know those originally made by Prince? Yes. Attaboy. I'm there. Did I give you that album? Like send you the link to it when it came out? I no. It's called Prince Originals, and it's all these different songs by Prince that he originally did. So like nothing compares to you, Manic Monday. He was the original was creator of all those songs. Some Sheena Easton in there also, some Sheila E. Yeah, I love that. The Sheena Easton one I really love. Okay, what, Sugar Walls? No. Oh, Eddie, that is inappropriate, first off. Second by, of by, all. By Roger, was it Roger? Rogers never, never and Hammerstein, yes. Roger Nevermind? Or Alexander Nevermind. There you go. I think that's going to wrap this episode up for today because we are on a tangent please, right now. Please, please, wrap it up. Wrap it up, wrap it up. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. Yes, he is. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior! Yeah, because I don't want to do it.